What would you say you do here? You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. There are no more shenanigans, no more tomfoolery, no more ballyhoo. At two, fellers. At two, gains. It's the Ides of March. Oh, shit, it is the Ides of March. That's why I said that. Oh, you fucker. You got me good on that one. (laughs) My stepmother got me this year, too. Every year, we kind of see who texts whom first. Yeah. And she got me like three fucking years in a row now. But I was really busy. Yeah, the Ides of March got me today. And I'll tell you what happened. All right. But anyway. uh, I'm having a fantastic Ides of March, by the way. Are you really? I slept until 8.30 this morning, which doesn't happen to me ever. And you felt refreshed when you got up? I did. I did. But it was actually... Et to Bluto, right? That's what that's what uh, Popeye not. said oh. to Brutus. <laughs> I'm like, I don't. <laughs> Isn't that what happened? Uh, yes, that's 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 what happened on the original Ides of March in like 1935. Yeah. <laughs> Do all you people out there know what the Ides of March is? I mean, it's the middle middle of the month. The Ides. It's the Ides. It's always right. the Ides of March, marked by uh, the date that uh, that uh, Caesar was, was murdered, murdered by Brutus and his fucking friends. Yeah, that's how it's written down. Brutus and his fucking friends. I don't know. Brutus and his fucking friends. But it sounds better in Latin. Probably a Cassius was in there somewhere too. The, the average kind of Roman name you can just throw around. I'm sure it Cassius was. Franklin. <laughs> Franklin. Uh, what and, other Roman name? Fellini. That's another that's a Roman name, and, right? And there was a soothsayer, you know, a person who's like a like a, a like a tarot card reader person. But they were just apparently Caesar was be, would be. Uh, Walking around, you know, or he would be, and, and the soothsayer would always go up to Caesar and say, "Beware the Ides of March." Yeah, and say, "What the get the fuck? What the fuck are you Stop, talking about? Leave me alone. Just yeah. say middle of the month, right? Beware the Ides. Okay, fine. I'll beware the uh, whatever. Mm, and then, uh, Ides, and then, then, then away, and then he gets murdered. Yeah, I don't remember. I should know this because I had it was Latin. Stabbed. Huh? It was stabbed. Well, no, I know that. Oh, oh. I don't remember why. Like what was? I was just politics, obviously. But what was going on? I mean, was was uh, Caesar? Like he wouldn't, like he wouldn't chew with his mouth closed. Is that what was going on, or was it something oh, a little more? There's a bunch of people with misophonia, <laughs> and they like he would got... chew with his mouth closed. But he was a loud chewer. And people really... were like, "I'm gonna murder that motherfucker. Oh, I'm God, gonna, I'm gonna do it." Anymore. And Brutus is like, "I'm gonna help." And then Cassius is like, "I'm gonna help." And Franklin's like, "Yo, motherfuckers, I'm gonna help." <laughs> and then and they, all those Romans got together and they're like, "Fuck this guy." Right. Hey, it's March 15th. Let's do something. But it turns out they say that he was a tremendous uh, emperor. And actually, he may not Julius have been Julius Caesar. Okay. Well, well they I, they called everybody Caesar after that. You know, it yes. was like a I yeah. guess just in whatever. Yeah. I don't know if he was a great Caesar or not. Caesar was a great Caesar. They would call the emperor Caesar. Well, he was so he was such an, a tremendous uh, Roman emperor that they named that Caesar became a title and instead they, of like a last name. And a You're salad. Correct. You're correct. Yes, which was invented in Mexico, by the way. <laughs> Did you know that? Like Caesar, 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 ensalada, ensalada, Caesar. <laughs> I'm definitely going to order that at a Mexican restaurant just to sound impressive. Mm-hmm. Go, oh, white, white guy, table six. Yeah, they're like thinks he's funny. Make sure you serve Whitey, who's hilarious, <laughs> hilarioso. <laughs> I order. <laughs> I actually kind of don't want to ever do that. I'm pretty sure I would. Uh, I don't think you're going to do that. I don't think anybody would. No, I'm not going to do that. Oh, I'm not going to order Caesar salad at a Mexican restaurant anyway. That's a dumb idea. But there was, and I, I should, I've forgotten all this stuff. I had Latin for two years, and at some point, because it was emperor, but they were dictators. I think they later were, were emperors, I believe. That's the history of the Roman government. Somebody dissolved the Senate, and I don't remember who did that. I, Probably I, honestly, Nero. Maybe. Set it on fire. Had sex with the Senate. He played the fiddle. 
fiddled diddled himself with his fiddle. Yeah. Oh my God! There's a fiddle rap. diddler. There's a fiddle diddler. <laughs> oh, you're looking up who who did away with the well again. There was a dictatorship. Who dissolved? Then, then it the was a, Senate. There was an emperor, and then oh, it was the. Uh, turns out Pence did. Dis- <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That's a that's a that's a that's a terrible joke. Et to Trump a. Uh, We're not getting political. No, that wasn't. Well, the Ides of March is political. That's all I'm saying. Oh, it was uh, Diocletian. Okay, Emperor Diocletian. Okay, but was the government? AD. Oh, okay. That was that was when they got rid of the Senate. Yep. Holy shit. Okay, when was it? After that, was it a dictatorship then? Because did did it go from did it go from emperor to dictator or dictator to emperor? I I should know. This is I, so terrible. This is really some. My stepmother I, I, would be. I honestly do not know, and I'm telling Alice the next time I talk to her. She would go, really, Paul? Two years of Latin and you don't remember? Yeah, it was two years of Latin like 40 years ago. Yeah, like, what? Like seriously, ago. like, what the fuck? It was literally 40 years yeah, ago. Yeah, literally 40 years ago. But I, I should, we should start the, didn't we look that up too? My friend, we, we had the Latin club, and then they had the uh, the Olympics, and they would have all the different languages from the school would have Olympic events, and we all had to make T-shirts. Yes. So my friend. Uh, Semper Ubi Sub Ubi. Yes, that, that one. So, uh, and then we looked that up, and it's actually now it's kind of a phrase or it something. It is kind of a phrase. It is a phrase because they said it was, uh, I you brought it up, and I said, I'm pretty sure that's on an episode of Frasier, and then I had to f- look. Deep. And it was. And the, the Frasier and Niles Crane went to a summer camp for super smart kids, right, mm-hmm. where everybody beats each other up and no one gets beaten up, which sounds hilarious to me. Right. But they, he's like, dude, Niles goes, brother, do you remember the name of our secret club at summer camp? He's like, yes, yes, I do. Semper Ubi, Sub Ubi. And I'm like, oh, that's it. And that was in the and 90s, was, of course. Yeah. This happened in 1980, you know, 79 and 80. That's I'm when... sure some frat boy, like 20, 30, 50 years before you Came got into that, it was probably was doing dumb shit like that. Fratus Maximus. Yes, Fratus Maximus. <laughs> Chattus Maximus. <laughs> <laughs> Dynamite gems today, folks. Oh, yeah, Dynamite. No, Ides of March. You're welcome. Yes, we'll, the, we'll be here all. We'll, we'll be know. here the, for another hour, probably, yeah, or yeah, so. something like that. So there you have it. Ides of March. The be, Ides be of March, and and also St. Patrick's Day is coming up, which That's right is so inconsequential to anything in, in the United States. It's so funny to me that St. Patrick's St. Patty's Day is such a big deal. I'm included in that. Like, I love that stuff because I love all the shit that goes around. Just a marketing, like money-making excuse it to really get is. drunk early spring. The And I love the like the corned beef and cabbage and potatoes. Like, the only thing about that that's Irish are the potatoes. We just have... Because they don't have cows. They don't have cattle. We even... Uh, in un- fucking Ireland. We even made it even less Irish by having tacos that... Yes. Just now. Yeah, which is another abomination. Yeah, which but a, it was really good. A friend of mine said... Those tacos are an abomination, but they look delicious, and you know and she is are. Hispanic, so um, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I don't. They're kind of like Jack in the Box tacos, where I would not want to call them tacos, but what they are is fucking delicious, right? But uh, yeah, uh, every uh, every Tuesday in March, Sirens Cafe downtown Kingman, Arizona, mm-hmm. does uh, these Irish tacos, and it's a flour tortilla that's been toasted with uh, sharp cheddar, like white sharp white cheddar. Mm-hmm. Uh, corned beef and uh, a cabbage slaw mm-hmm. with a stout cream sauce. So the only thing, again, like you said, would be the stout could be considered Irish. Of course, yeah. And then the cabbage, I think that could be Irish. Well, I mean, the cabbage for sure. But the the whole thing with the corned beef and cabbage, that's like it's – honestly, I did a deep dive on this years ago, and mm-hmm. I, I was kind of blown away by it, but it makes perfect sense. 
when the Irish first started immigrating to the, the U.S., you know, in mass, you know, back in the 18... 18, about 47 to about 1855 or from so. The it was like famine the, thing. Yeah, the, the Irish potato famine. Right. They were treated as second class citizens. Yes, and they, they were. You know, there was like no Irish need apply, need apply like yes. that kind of stuff. You know, they were treated as second class citizens. Yes, they but were. But so were Jews. And also they ended true. up settling in the same neighborhoods in New York City and Boston. So, and, and they had a competition who could be the funniest comedian. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> no. Oh. No, when you uh, and the Jews had already been kind of marginalized and put into their own neighborhoods and whatnot, so when the Irish showed up, the Jews were like, "Yeah, as long as you're okay with us, we're okay with you," because they were both like, you know, treated as second class. Sure. Well, what is one of the you know main dishes that you will get at a Jewish dinner if you sit down for a seder or something like that? Oh, Passover? corned beef. Corned beef. You get it or a brisket. That's where it came or from. A brisket. That corn, makes total sense. Egg, fucking exactly. So that's where that comes from. Then you have the potatoes and the cabbage that actually come from Ireland as well. So like, it's like that, a New York Jewish deli has corned beef. Yeah, exactly. There it is. Exactly. Yeah, it's it, illegal pa- to open up a pastrami. Is just corned beef yeah. with pepper on the outside of it. Really, like they will arrest you if you're a proprietor of a of a deli of in a New Jewish York deli. And doesn't have. It's like I don't like I don't have rye. Well, then apparently you're not a Jewish deli. Right. Shut down. Apparently we're shutting you down. Today. Yeah. No, we don't really drink Manischewitz. Then you're done. That's it. You're done. <laughs> So that's where that comes from, and it's it's I, I like that because that the like, I like that it makes sense too. Saint I Pat, get it. That's it, easy to remember. It's perfect, and it may, it's so simple. It makes per, makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. But it's really kind of neat to see that uh, the that being kind of co opted into American culture is that well, I, you know, it's not an Irish thing. It's an Irish American thing. You know, it comes from Irish immigrants. Part of the melting the pot. It's part of the melting pot. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Which is why Irish tacos are okay. Is because we're a melting pot? Is that where fondue came from? Is that what we have? Uh, no, fondue came from Après ski resorts in the Swiss Alps. Okay. Yep, like Fond du Lac, like Ooh. Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. What's Fond du Lac, Swiss Switzerland too? I believe. Fond yeah, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure it's only Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> in the, in the I Alps that's of where Wisconsin. That came from Fond du Lac. I wonder if that's where fondue came. That's in Switzerland, I believe. I don't know, man. Maybe. I never thought about that. You know what else is in Switzerland? The Pilatus factory, the PC-12 factory. Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite airplanes. It's so pretty. It is. Kind of. Single engine turbine. It just looks like a plane. Oh, come on. They all kind of look the same. The factory looks like a... You said it. You called it. You said, oh, it's it. like a... Like a... What's that? Oh, uh, the... Yeah, folks. Look up the uh, uh, Pilatus. Pilatus. P-I-L-A-T-U-S. In, factory in, in, in Switzerland. Switzerland. It looks like a PlayStation 3. <laughs> it's square... <laughs> On the black, ground, and then the top and is black, and it's rounded and flat on one edge. It looks exactly like a PlayStation Three. Because I think I showed it to you, and you actually said, "What's that PlayStation Three? What? I thought it was. I you thought it was serious. a PlayStation Three. That's like the Pilatus. No, it's the Pilatus factory. And like, oh, okay. I'm pretty sure some <laughs> folks at Sony might have a fucking little bit to do with that, but yeah, there was the designers they they commissioned for that were just major. They were, just, they were just sitting there on the desk. They're just you know, rehashing the it. Hey, what's yeah. that? Oh, that's a. Oh, wait, that's our. That's our new factory. Okay, cool. That'll be twenty million dollars. Right. They and copied it line for line. The yeah. ratios, everything. They have to do anything. It looks just like a PlayStation Three. <laughs> there you the have it. Ides of March, St. Patty's Day. Yeah, St. Patrick's Day. So and, where to, where the St. Patrick's Day are the uh, are the? Uh, oh my God. What. The group playing that you've seen a zillion times. Floggy Molly. Yeah, where are they playing? I don't think they're. I don't know if they are playing anywhere on St. Patty's Day. I know that today they're playing down in Phoenix. Okay. 
which I'm kind of bummed about that I'm not going. I haven't seen them in several years, and I went about seven or eight years in a row to see them seen in them Phoenix. Ever? I feel like a putz. Uh, yeah, they're one of the greatest live shows you'll ever see. Like they are just absolutely killer. They're excuse me. Let's see where they're playing. Mm, I don't care about July. Maybe they're not on tour right now. They should be on tour. They always tour in the spring. Anyway. And St. Patrick's in America, anyway. Like I said, it's not a big deal in, in Ireland. You know, so you would think they'd be in New York or Chicago. Chicago. Oh, they're playing at the Hollywood Palladium. Oh. Wow. T- today? I mean... Uh, uh, on the 17th, se- okay. on Thursday. Yeah. Holy shit. Wow. Righteous. Oh, bugs. they're doing it right, though. It's... Ooh, but it's put on by Bushmills. I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, free 21 and up outdoor festival. Free? It's free? That's crazy. That's crowded. That's crowded. That's crowded. <laughs> how long do you think it would take? I, but, pl- I placed this a bit of somewhere, but how long do you think as you're parking your car and walking towards the venue, how long will it take until you smell Bushmills puke? <laughs> It's uh probably as you're pulling off of the freeway before yeah, you probably even smell get to before it. you even yeah. park the car. <laughs> but it's cool because they're doing uh let's see Irish dancers, beer games, photo ops with the band, food trucks, Bushmills, Irish whiskey, and more. No, you mean like Michael Flatley, Lord of the Lord dance? of the Dance? <laughs> we should do a Lord of the Dance TikTok. No, we should not. <laughs> My ankles hurt just fucking talking about it. <laughs> What is it, Chandler? Chandler on fucking Friends is like, what? They were doing a quiz show, like they were uh, quizzing each other. It was the, it was the girls and the guys, and their big bet was if they, if the, if the guys, you know, whoever lost had to give up their apartment, and they were going to switch. Oh, doing which a, is a hilarious episode of Friends. Like I know doing a dance competition. You mean? Or? No, no, it was a trivia competition. Oh, sorry. And they're like, what is the thing that terrifies Chandler the most? And or no, what is it that scares? Quote. The bejesus out of Chandler, <laughs> and they're like the girls are like da, 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 da. Michael Flatley, Lord of the Dance, and he was like that is correct. <laughs> and he's like the man's legs move independently of his body of his two different beings. Like it's just and he's so dramatic about it. that's one of the the like I know what, looking back and watching Friends that is some cheeseball shit, but it's comforting. It's I funny. watched it growing it's up and funny. all that. But there's a just like Seinfeld, there's a handful yeah. of episodes that you it's a belly laugh every ninety seconds. Right. And I'm not a huge Seinfeld fan, but even I will admit that Seinfeld has some really, really funny episodes. Right. Same thing goes with Friends, and that's one of them. And like it, one of the other trivia questions was what was the name what is the name on Chandler's TV guide subscription? And they're like Chanandler Bong. Because the name's Chandler Bing, but it says Chanandler Bong, and he goes, That is incorrect. It's actually Miss Chanandler Bong. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, uh, St. Patrick is so is funny. I was talking about uh, this with uh, a ca- a Catholic that we know about how uh, St. Uh, you know St. Patrick was allegedly drove the snakes out of Ireland, which is not true because there hasn't been snakes in Ireland for like five thousand years or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but that's part of the fable, though. The people talk uh, that's, correct. They don't correct. Know any, who was around when, when there were snakes in Ireland? Right. There were right. But what it was uh, is he was pr- the. It's a parable. Not a fable, yes. Yeah, and he was uh he drove the snakes out of Ireland, meaning the like devil worshippers or something. I'm like Oh they had devil worshippers in Ireland? Well, pagans, right? No, no, no. That that's it's specifically devil worshippers is what okay. this what this person said. He said, I don't think there were ever de- ever devil worshippers in Ireland. I mean, there might have been pagans, and he goes, well, What's the difference? And I'm like, they didn't worship something that is part of Christianity. 
they were like you know, nature and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, they worship the nature gods. Like they like that. That's not, and like that pushing that myth is just typical Catholic bullshit, right? And to scare uh, people away from that, so you won't, yes. so you won't go to hell. Yeah, it's like oh, if you watch out, Saint Patrick will drive the devil worshippers out of your land. Like that's dumb. They weren't devil worshippers. They worship nature. Mm-hmm. That's I mean that's really what they did. That's uh, yeah, if, we, if we had a few more pagans in this country, we'd probably have less fucked up environment. Potentially, yeah, possibly. Fucking hippies. Trying to save everything. Yeah. Roll call. Trying to do the right thing. And Doing the right not thing. Not trash the environment and not. That's a bunch of bullshit. Oh, I started rereading a book the other day because I heard someone use the term monkey wrench. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I threw a monkey wrench into that and I was like, oh, yeah. I need to reread some Edward Abbey. He's one of my favorite authors. Um, he he wrote about the Southwest primarily, but he was from uh, Pennsylvania. He died in Tucson. He's buried in a nondescript area somewhere out in Swirl National Park. Really? Yeah, his friend took his body, stuffed it in a sleeping bag, according to his wishes. Good and, for him. And buried him out in the desert. And good with, for his friend. And, and just, he said, just, you know, pour a bottle of whiskey out, and I'll be fine. That's it. Yeah. And, uh, but no, Abby wrote a book called The Monkey Ranch Gang. Which I remember I this. think we've yes. talked about yes, on the podcast. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And that's where the term monkey wrenching came from, like throwing a monkey wrench into something. Right. Because they would take they would take literally monkey wrenches and put them on with something to do with a crankshaft or something on these bulldozers and things like that and boom, eco-terrorism was born. Yep. Their whole the whole book is about uh blowing up Glen Canyon Dam before that's like the the weatherman I believe that was the group that's that kind of where yeah came from. Yeah. Yeah. And then like the Earth First, like those folks like mm. they like I'm not they're 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 talking they're they're destroying private property, which I'm not exactly too keen on. Yeah, I understand. But I yeah. understand where they're coming from. Yeah. Now, when it came when it comes to uh, dismantling Glen Canyon Dam, I'm all fucking for it, <laughs> all for it. But maybe do it slowly. Speaking of so mon- that it doesn't flood and kill a bunch of people. Like monkey wrench, I'm starting to use monkey with it. Like don't monkey with that. I don't I don't really tell my employees that, but it's like there's something there's a couple things on that airplane down there that red and white one that people have gotten into before we got to it and fucked with it. So I'm trying to drop the F word, drop it, like leave it and just say. Don't monkey with it. Who's mon- who got in here and monkeyed with this? Why would this be monkeyed with? It's, it's something that just makes no sense. If you saw it, you go, that is just weird. I just envision like the little monkeys from, do you ever watch Jumanji? No. From I the know. 90s? Yeah, I know, I know. Where the kids yeah. play the video game and all these yeah. weird creatures start coming to life. Well, the there's a whole bunch of the monkeys get released and they're just dismantling cars and shit and just running running amok. Mm-hmm. You have like twenty of them run up on a car and just start pulling the windshield wipers off and trying to just take the the tires off, ripping right. the seats out. When remember I, when trunk you say, monkey? Remember that whole thing? Who trunk? There was a thing. God, you were pretty young. That's when the internet kind of really got going, I guess, in the beginning. But there was a there's these video. They're probably all over YouTube now, but it's called Trunk Monkey. And 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 what happens is I don't know how the scenario works, but you go up to a place and you're doing something there's something wrong with the car or you're trying to rob the car and there's a monkey in the trunk or something and this monkey comes out and either fucks something up or solves the problem like scares people away but it's called i've trunk. never heard of such a thing we'll, we'll have, have to, to look, look up, up yeah, look trunk it up. monkey trunk monkey can't forget about that anyway so then i as i'm using the word monkey more well i'll start to think of uh, when david letterman was on uh, comedians and cars getting coffee you remember the David Letterman? Uh, uh, I know you weren't. You were not a big Letterman fan. No, I, I, re- I or I'm, a Seinfeld fan. I am not a fan of either one of those two men, but I really like the concept of that show. So I watched every episode. I, I'm trying to remember the Letterman. I probably didn't watch it more than once, so I don't really remember what happened. Right. So they're both simple, and Letterman's really dry sense of humor, and they're in the coffee shop. 
you know, and they're sitting there and the camera's there and they're talking about it. And Dave's kind of looking around. I th- I'm sure it's real. And he goes, uh, he goes, can we, these people are kind of, can we, ask, I think he was serious. Can we ask them to move over a little bit or something? And he goes, and then <laughs> Seinfeld goes, these are actual real customers. We're not, this is not a set, Dave. And he goes, he goes, we don't, you know, we don't own the place. And then Dave goes serious, goes, we can change that right now. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> And you know he was like 80% serious. He's like, I haven't thought about buying a coffee shop, but I will purchase this one just to make these people move away from me a little bit. (laughs) So then then, uh, then they're talking about coffee, and Seinfeld goes, so how do you you, uh, like your coffee? He goes, well, I just like it black. And he goes... How about you? And then and then Seinfeld kind of says something. Goes, oh, you like to monkey with it. That's what Letterman says. You like to monkey with your coffee. You like to monkey with your coffee. Cream, sugar, whatever. Oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah. Like to monkey with your coffee. <laughs> monkey with this. I don't like monkeying with my coffee either, unless you give me bad coffee. That's when I start putting things in it. Got to really monkey with it then. Yeah, yeah. Bad so, coffee. Just we got to look up trunk monkey. Hey, by the way, the uh, thank you for the coffee from Bisbee Roasters. You're welcome. Uh, it was made into cold brew coffee and okay. is on tap at Blackbridge now. Nice. Got to have that cold brew, brew coffee there. I used to go, uh, people know this, I would go pound a couple of uh, five-hour energies back-to-back. I would uh, hotbox them. As they, yeah. Just, <laughs> I you weren't hotboxing, you were no. beer-bonging beer, them. <laughs> beer-bonging them. And then and you said, hey, why don't you quit doing that? And I went, well, it kind of gets me going. You said, you should just come down and why don't you just have, some have cold a cold brew, brew coffee. coffee first and then drink. Right. Which was a much better idea. I went, oh. Oh, Yeah. And Portia was like always getting concerned because she was working at right. the quick stop and she would sell you. I walked like, right two outside in front of the window. Yeah, she texted me that. She goes, I just saw Paul walk. He bought she two, sold. two yes, five hour sold. energy drinks. I sold them to him. He walked outside, slammed both of them, and threw them in the trash. I'm like, well, he threw them in the trash. And she's like, that's not the point. <laughs> the fact did, of the matter is, he's Paul doesn't get, litter. What do you, what's Paul's, your problem? Paul's trying to get 10 hours of energy packed into five hours, and I'm afraid <laughs> for his heart. I just, I loved that fucking phrase. A kid who just was perfect. Until that was my kid. Oh, God. I miss those days. If you, uh, no, I don't. I don't. <laughs> no, Jesus. the days where I would stop by and see Porsche at the store, and then I would slam two five-hour energies. Well, that's true. I mean, that, yeah. on down. I, it was kind of nice to know that my kid was nearby and somewhat safe. Now she's, she's gone. She, I said, I said she's no longer with us to a couple, couple people. Oh, and they're like, that's that's not that's not how you use that phrase. I'm like, she's no longer with us. Right. She's down there with them. With them, us and getting, them. All getting educated at the university. Right. Anyway. Is she back in school right now? Yes. Or, okay. or she might be on spring break, but I'm pretty sure she's back in school. Okay. I mean, she's in school. Whatever. Oh, yeah, spring break is right now, isn't it? Is yeah. it right now-ish for, for everybody the, around Most here? of the schools around here, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know this because I can drive down my street unfettered between 7 and 8 o'clock in the morning. I gotcha. And they have uh, spring break is how long in this uh, part of the neck of the neck of the nape? Two weeks. Okay. Because they're on the four day schedules or that all year the year round school where they get six week summer break and then every six weeks to get a two week break. Okay. Which sounds fantastic. I would have loved that. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's. I remember like all of the. I remember listening to when they were talking about doing this. You know, all these parents voicing their opinions like this is terrible, this is going to be bad, or going to be this, or going to be that. Well, because they every- need to take care of their kids on Friday. Exactly. It's a babysitting service. Yeah. Yeah. When they started complaining about that, and they're like, well, what about this? And what about that? What am I going to do? I have to work. And da 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 da. I'm like, wait. Take him to the meat processing, processing Go, factory. Yeah, no shit. Take him, <laughs> no, let him mop floors. Right. No, what it was, like the best argument against that is. Uh, let's take a step step back here and figure out why you're upset about this when all of the data that they the teachers 
educational faculty, everybody said four day weeks work better for kids and having a three day weekend to decompress is much better for their education and gave them all these data points. But all they can think of was, well, who's going to take care of my kid on Friday? Right. What about this? It always comes down. And I and get it's it. Like, it's always down to the me level. It's, it is down to the me level. But God damn, all I can think of is like a three-day weekend with my kid. That sounds great. Like right. that. Like people were thinking about it in, in a different way. And it's not like I'm fucking independently wealthy where I'm completely you know, detached from reality that people have to pay for daycare. I used to have to pay for daycare. I fucking know that that shit's expensive and it's only gotten worse. There was a guy that I, but like uh, the bottom of the line is, it's like, don't let you're letting, you're using, you're pissed because your free babysitting service. Right. Is no longer not free. You pay taxes, but sure. not very much in this state for, for education. And that's not right. That's dumb. So there was a guy that I, it was an article I read or I saw him also being interviewed back in the, let's call it mid eighties or so was saying that, in his opinion, speaking of school and kids of that age, let's say middle school-ish, whatever, there was some, he said there really should be no school from like 7th grade to 12th or 11th or something like that, just none. And his reasoning behind it was he was like a psychotherapist, biologist, kind of, I don't know, he was a educated guy, said hormones are just so freaking rampant during this time period, (laughs) no one can hardly even focus or do a goddamn thing except worry about the opposite sex or the same sex if you're homosexual, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. That's what your your head is filled with this all day long. So he's like, they'll just go out and just run it out of them, you know, like a <laughs> like a like cattle or something. That, that really like free uh, range yeah. for, for like three years or something. Like Wyatt Earp and what's her face in uh in Tombstone. They're like right. that, we're gonna run it off. Your mayor, that's oh, in season. Yeah, yeah. That mayor's in season. Let's well, say we run it out of them. Say no. we run it out of them. Right. And then that's that's not a bad idea. But you'd have, you'd want to have the school just at the very least to organize like the football activities and things like that or sure. whatever. Yeah, to, to, to get all the kids all riled up during the football game, they can go out to parties and do it. Ooh, and drink and do it. Oh, bad! It's bad. It's fornication's <laughs> it's, bad. It's, it's bad all the time. Everywhere. It does happen all the time. Everywhere. Can't stop it. You can't, can't stop. Can't stop it. Remember when, uh, what's the, uh, in Hitch, the movie Hitch? When, I never uh, saw the movie Hitch. Oh, my God. Never seen it. We're going to throw that up there uh, during the break, that one scene that's where, that, uh, where he's, he's teaching him how to dance. He goes, okay, am I going to be dancing? I need to, that's when Hitch is, uh, that's uh, Will, not Will Ferrell, Will Smith. Will Wheaton. Will, <laughs> not Will Wheaton. <laughs> William Wallace was uh, teaching, <laughs> <laughs> was teaching that comedian <laughs> William, it was William H. A., William H. Macy actually is what it was. It was definitely Will, William H. Macy. It was, no, uh, no, it was Will Hunting. Will Hunting was was yeah. teaching. What's the comedian's name? The big uh, comedian guy in the movie. Uh, uh, big Hitch. white dude. Yeah, he's a comedian. He's also a king of queens. Big white dude. Big white dude. Wait, was he a um, king of queens? No, wait. I'm, I'm. I know who it is. I'm just gonna let you work this out because it's wait, funny watching you stress. Oh my god. Was it? Uh, was he in King of Queens? Yes. He was the king of queens. And it wasn't... I, I, I remember talking about how he gave we're not talking fat about guys other. hope of getting hot, you know, hot uh, hot. No, hot that's women. not the comedian I'm talking about, though. Yes, yeah, no, it's the comedian I'm talking about. It's Kevin James. Oh. Kevin James was the white guy in Hitch. I thought you talked to the other comedian who uh, talked to did any five comedian. minutes with the with the, with the sad guy. That's Patton Oswalt. I, he thought, was, I thought you also tweeted him or tweeted I him. I did and, tweet him. I did tweet at him. And you and said, he, hey, good, good snag or something. Yeah, I said nice snag. When he, nice pull. Pull, yes. Right. A nice, nice pull when he started uh, dating that uh, the woman who played uh, 
uh, Natty Gan and the Adventures of Natty Gan or a Journey of Natty Gan from the eighties. Right. right? That's after he killed his wife. I'm just kidding. What the? I'm fuck, just Paul? kidding. Hey, it's the Ides of March. Oh, does that mean we can pull out all the stops? <laughs> no, all right, fine. I'm kidding. He didn't kill his wife. But yeah, so that was so uh, Kevin James. Yes, we will look up that scene and you'll laugh. I can't wait. I can't yeah. wait to laugh. We had enough of this. Can we, we be funny? Be more funny. Be more funny. All right, we'll be back. We're gonna take a break. Never leave this world alive Well thank you for the things you did in my life If I ever leave this world alive I'll come back down and sit beside your feet tonight Wherever I am you'll always be More than just a memory If I serious well it's the ides of march and i'm just i'm overloaded right now paul's at the ides of his his life right now i think i'm beyond the ides you think so i'm ides uh 0.75 are you gonna be 60 this year 
No, next year. Next year. Yeah, yeah. 63. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, not 63, 60, but because it's 1963. No, si- no 63 is when you were born. Yes, correct. Remember? Got it. No, no I don't remember. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> I, my mother says I almost killed her because I had my my huge head. Your giant cranium. Right. They, I mean, she had a regular birth. Can you imagine this thing coming out of a... I, I, and I'm sure it's been the same size ever since. It's, it never changed. It went, oh, my God. Poor mother. I mean, you and my brother, Sean, are in the same boat, and my mom will say the same thing. She's like, no drugs, that fucking head. Like, and my brother's like, <laughs> of course, the heads aren't like a, they're not they're they're very malleable, right? They kind of get squishy and pointed. Yes, uh, that was something I found out after Portia was born. See, why don't they about, tell you these things? About uh, well, it was about thirty seconds after she was born, and they're like, "All right, Dad, go take a look at your daughter." And I'm like, "Oh, what the fuck it's is wrong with head? It's a goddamn it was cone a cone head, and nobody warned me about that." And he's and Doc's like, "Don't worry, it'll pop out." And I'm like, "Pop out, <laughs> pop, pop out." <laughs> What kind of medical term is that, Doc? I didn't say any of that, but that's what I was thinking. These are the things, I guess, did you ever go to uh, any class? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They ought to give you all the, here's the big negatives that are going to freak you out. Right. About, you know, mucus plugs and and pointed heads and, you know, alien fucking, you know, screeches and, yeah. I don't know, all these things. The bloody show. Right. The, all see, sorts of. See, this is going to happen. This that, is normal. Like the birthing suite, once the child has been born. Or is in the process of being born, smells like the meat, like the meat counter at Safeway. That's Ew. what. That's what. That's kind of what the human body just smells like, like flesh, sure, like flesh. and blood, a mixture raw, flesh, blood, raw yeah. flesh. It's and it's a, it's a, it's a horror show. It is a beautiful thing. I get it, but it's also a horror show because so it's, it's a life. It's a new life coming into the world, so you can't help but get emotional and cry and all these wonderful things. And then, but, but it's like, oh my god! And it smells like a fucking meat market. In it's here. a murder scene. It's like, does it it's a, it's a, it's the, it's the polar opposite of a murder scene. Oh, it's a it's birth a, scene. It's a life scene, but which is bloody. just, yeah, yeah. Anyway, it doesn't smell like teen spirit. No, it does not smell like teen spirit. <laughs> anyway, why is it your eyes? Your eyes of March. So Alice you? caught me, you know, eyes of March. Ha ha ha! Every year, and she got me two yeah. three years in a row, and there it is. Uh, whatever. And I was already. I had a meeting at nine o'clock, and so the guys out here are going to be doing some laminations. And I've got two special uh, pumps of resin pumps that mm-hmm. distribute the exact right amount of resin with hardener precise ratio right they're precision machines and i rebuilt both of them on thursday and tested them out to where they were i readjust them got them nailed down exactly right where they within spec categorized signed off cleaned up there they are you know we tested them a zillion times so they sat over the weekend oh and also found out i've been doing this forever this makes total sense but you know how uh when you try to uh stop oxidization Jesus, shun oxidize. Please help me. I can't. I'm, o- my head is full. Oxidation. Oh, I thought oxidation. Not oxidation. Are you, are no. you not, not talking about something getting oxidized? Are you talking about oxygenation? Yes, that. Oh, that when means getting you, oxygen to your yeah, body. putting oxygen into something. Okay, so not oxi- that. Not that either. Okay, so floxinoxynihilopilification. Like right. there's a, that's another long word that I can't remember what it means. So if you're a wine person and you go to a wine place and you see these uh, bottles of wine at the end of the day before they ca- cap them up, yes, they have. Well, it, it can be nitrogen or it can be argon. Those are the two inert Correct. gases. Yeah. You can use CO two as well. That's a cheaper alternative, but it's not as good as argon or okay. Uh, yeah. So the the hardener in epoxy resin systems uh, uh, reacts with oxygen. Uh-huh. It's, it's the reactant of the whole system. So it kind of in the spouts that we have, and if there's air in the in the uh, vessel, which there always is, because you open up the lid and there's air, there's ag- yeah. oxygen, gets exposed to air all the time. 
And over time, if you don't use these pumps on a regular basis, and they therefore get flushed out with new resin and new hardener, uh, oxygen gets to them over time. And, then, and on the end, this nozzle kind of crystallizes. You have to kind of pick that stuff like you're picking a nose and open it up and do a half a shot of resin and hardener to clear it out, and away you go. Well, over time, also inside the hardener vessel, it kind of gets brown and crystallizes too. Makes sense. And that was starting to happen. Okay, so one of my pumps, we've got, you know, it it would squirt out the wrong ratios because things were happening in the inside. Well, oh, God. So I put a tag on it, do not use. It's been sitting that way for a while. Finally got around to it, finally, and I decided I'm going to rebuild both of these pumps. Did that on Thursday of last week. Cat, you know, again, uh, 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 did all this stuff to them, and then after I was done, I did some more research over the weekend and found this company that makes oxygen, excuse me, makes epoxy resin systems. They say, hey, if you're having trouble with your hardener, going brown or crystallizing, do this. And they said, this is when we manufacture this. We actually have our hardener containers, and we can do a shot of argon in there. And one's called Oxagon or something like that. I can't remember what it is. You can buy it. It's in a can. It's hilarious, too, because you buy a big old can, and it weighs nothing because it's, it's just gas in there. Well, and <laughs> folks, for if you uh, if uh, you don't remember chemistry or physics, argon displaces oxygen. It's That's heavier. Why, it's heavier it's, than oxygen. It's yeah. kind of dangerous in an enclosed setting because you can just suffocate and not realize it. Right. Because it displaces. But that also makes it good for... Because uh, argon is Other what they'll, stuff, they'll yeah. well yeah they'll spray that as their spray I don't know I guess you spray it yeah but it's, you spray it's, it you, it's in a it's in a aerosol oh, can with a nozzle on it argon purge it. is is used in the brewing industry and the distilling industry for for all manner of things keeps oxygen from touching the yep, stuff exactly so they said it's the same thing it's just like wine they, this guy talked about it. I went I had no idea no one has ever told me this I've never seen this in the epoxy world it makes complete sense though and I made sure it wasn't because argon's a noble gas and it's not reacting with anything so but it I'm, I just wanted to make sure. I started researching that, going down that rabbit hole. Lo and behold, yes, that's how you can do it. So we have our canisters here, and after at the end of the day, now it's pretty cheap. This argon, you know, yeah. aerosol can, same stuff you can squirt in the wine bottle. Yep, same exact stuff. So you just a couple seconds, then squeeze a cap off uh, on the top of the container, and you can let it sit in theory forever. It's not oxygen won't get to it, correct, and, and age it. Yeah. Then on the spout part, I found these caps that were perfect size and capped those off. So I've completely isolated. And I thought, great, I rebuilt these things, and now I've found the right noble gas. I'm, I am I have now upped my game another notch in my little business. And I, I'm still thinking to myself, you know, over the weekend, I can't believe I never saw, heard about, no one ever told me. Look, I'm, I'm not going to lie. If you would have told me, I don't know, eight years ago, nine years ago, nine years ago or so when I met you that you – that that was one of your problems, I would have just told you, have you ever thought about using argon And then I would have looked nitrogen? it up, and I would have found this company that does it. I went, well, right. great, I'll do that. And that sucks, because I really wish you would have kind of brought it up now, because so I could have saved you a lot of It's a lot headache. of hassle, because you got to rebuild those more often now, because they get crystallized in there right. and all kinds of shit. So I'm thinking now, it's going to be perfect. So then, now, come this morning, right before our meeting, and it was going to be, hey, uh, guys, we got this, uh, this bloxygen, that's what it's called, bloxygen. What did I call it? That I called it before. Oxygon. Oxygon. <laughs> it's called Bloxygen. Okay. It's like Oxygon and Oxyclean from the from right. the same manufacturer. It's like right. two different factories. So uh, Bloxygen, fine. And we're going to do this. This is the procedure, and we have these caps here. Great. Sounds good. I said, tell what, before I go to my meeting, I'm going to get a sample of the resin and, uh, and a hardener. I'm going to weigh them out on our calibrated by the thousands of the gram scale and see if they're still the same spec that I did when I did it on Thursday last week. Okay, sounds good. And everybody goes off and does their thing. And I go to the the main trouble pump, 
and I'm <laughs> give it a shot, and no hardeners coming out of the spout. And I'm going, well, that's weird. That has never happened. In other words, not only did I not, you didn't actually rebuild it. You made it worse. Yes, I, I rebuilt everything, but now it won't even work. Again, keep in mind this is after we. I already checked it on Thursday. Numerous times it was functioning fine. It's been sitting there. What the fuck? They let you rebuild airplanes. You yeah, know that's that, the right? problem, like, that's Joe. That. I'm losing it. That's <laughs> that's where I'm getting at with all this serious conversation. So, so now I'm going. What the fuck? What the fuck? So I get a get a flashlight in there. And it looks funny in the bottom, and I, and there's a little plunger thing in there. I won't go into the details, but I you know that thing moves down when you when you when you pump the handle to get the shit out of there down inside. But it's inside hardener, so I got to get a stick, and it's corrosive material. It's nasty shit. It's not moving at all. I'm going something. What is this stuck? So I'll get a little, I'll get a little uh, uh, pin in there and kind of tap it gently. It's probably just stuck a little bit because it's it's all clean and new and it's just hasn't been used much after this rebuild. That's all that's the problem. Fine. So I do that. Nothing. 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 And I have Dylan come over. Dylan, can you please look at this and see what's going on? He goes, Yeah, I don't know. I can't. I can't. Make sure you're on there. Let's tap a little bit harder. And then at one time, now I'm really getting into the weeds and. One time I tapped it, the little plungery thing slipped, and it, and it, and it touched the bottom of the can. It didn't feel right. The bottom, you know, it's this metal thing hitting metal on the inside mm. of the can should have felt like metal hitting metal, and it felt kind of soft and weird. And went, yeah. what the fuck? So I scraped it around and pulled it out, and it's got hardened goo all over it, which has never happened in the forty years I've been doing this shit. Going, what the fuck? What what has happened? What did I contaminate this with? You know, I went over to the other pump, and it's fine. It's totally fine and calibrated. It still lines up with all the numbers I had on third. Thank God that one's okay. What the fuck? So I get a screwdriver in there and scrape it. So what happened? At some point last Thursday, after I calibrated it and you know, the resin and hardener's in there, I had other additional cups of resin and hardener that I jacked and, and, and got them all separate and separating them out and then was pouring resin. I don't remember when or how. Resin back into the resin side, hardener back into the hardener side. But somewhere in one of those things of hardener, there was some resin in there. I don't know how it, I don't know what cup I grabbed or what I did. And here's what's funny. There was a tiny little voice in my head that said, I know all these are just resin, these are just hardener. I'm just going to go ahead and kind of be fucked up if one of those had a little bit of uh, red, you know, something in there. You following the story at yeah. all? Oh, so, yeah. yeah. So there, so I dumped all the resin back in the resin one, all the hardener back in the hardener one, and then thought, fat, dumb, and happy, put some argon in there. These are great. They look brand new again. The crew will be proud of me. <laughs> now, if anything, this lets the crew know that you're fallible, so that's probably good. Oh, they weren't happy because I was unhappy, though. I was not happy, and I wasn't yelling at any of them, but they got the wrath of me because I was... I would not let this go. That I fucked up so badly. I think they figured that out about you. Yeah, that you but don't let here's what's go. bad though. And I thought about this as I'm driving to the meeting at nine o'clock, and I knew what I had to do, and I can't. I couldn't fix it, so I had to. I had to come back, and the bottom fourth of the can was almost hardened up completely. That was surrounding the valve that wouldn't move. So I, in order to rebuild this, I had to get all the resin out of the other side and all the hardener as I could. I'm not saving it. It's all contaminated. That's trash now. And by the way, we have chemicals to harden it up so it doesn't go into the water table ever. Did all that shit. Had to get a chisel and chisel this metal can and split it apart to get all this stuff out of there. And it, Dude, I got back from my meeting at 1030. I finished up not full-time but almost full-time at 3 o'clock. That's how long it took for me to rebuild that fucking pump after I fucked it up. 
almost all day. <laughs> when you fuck something up, you really fuck something up, Paul. So, so that's how I, your Ides of March is going. Yeah, when I opened it up and I said, because Dylan was over here, I, I yelled and said, Dylan, come here and see what your fucking boss did. Now, I was making a point to people, too, that I'm fucked up, but, but now I know they're terribly afraid. They're like, oh, my God, if I ever do that, Paul is really going to. I felt bad about that after I, you know. Wait, I, wait, wait no. You, you had like four sentence fragments all in a row. Sorry. So after I did all that and I was showing them that I'm, I fuck up too, but because I was a crazy madman expressing how angry I was at myself and how stupid I was and how I've done this. This is the first time I've done this ever in my entire life. Blah, blah, blah. I wouldn't let it go for hours. I'm sitting there beating myself up. Yeah. All they can think of is, oh, my God, if I fuck that badly up what the fuck that's what i was thinking to myself so i'm probably gonna say something to the crew tomorrow morning i'm gonna have to because and i i'm this is the problem remember when i told you after why I, I go out sometimes and i you know did i pay my bill or i do this i think i've told you the group at our fire sessions before with sharon being out there and julie being out mm-hmm. there that sometimes i wake up and the first thing i think about is oh god i said that to that person or i i i portrayed that or i expressed that and now I feel like an ass. I'm telling you, that thought, unfortunately, whether I'm drinking or not, dominates me all the time now. Of what a terrible well, person I am. I'm not kidding. I think it, well, that's a let, serious part of this of this show right so now. So let me and so I have a counterpoint. Not a counterpoint. I have I, I don't say it just to make me feel better. No, shut up. I my I do the same thing, especially if alcohol is involved because things are fuzzy. I've never blacked out. Right, and I've drank a lot before, but I just don't black out. Things get fuzzy. I don't but think as, I have as, either. As soon as somebody mentions, "Oh yeah, you were talking to that guy," and I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot that guy was wearing the black shirt with the green hat and the blue, you know, blue pants, whatever." Like, I, it all comes back. Mm-hmm. So, um, that having been said, there's been times where your perception of reality gets skewed off of because of substances. That's one of the reasons why we take them. Is to skew our own perception of reality, whether it's your, however you're you're per- perceiving yourself, your reaction to the world, what your environment, what's going on around you, what you've got going on in your life, whatever. So, the problem with that is, is uh, if you are a decent human being, which you are, and I consider myself to be, uh, and you uh, know that you're fallible, and you've reached uh, a point in your life where you you have dug down deep. And you've done some soul searching and some some uh, real personal growth, which you and I have both done. You to far greater extent. When you reflect on what you did the day before, that shows somebody who's looking forward. That's somebody. It's like the 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 old uh, the cliche of uh, you know um, don't compare yourself to other people. You compare yourself to who you were yesterday. That goes along with that. Yeah, but so okay, wait, but to, but, but to here, me, I'm not done. Okay. The difference being. I'll usually wake up and think, oh, God, I said, what did I say? Did I do that? I said, oh, fuck. And I start dwelling on it, and then I realize it doesn't matter because enough. I've gone to enough people enough times and said, hey, I, I, I acted like an ass like last night. They're like, no, you didn't. You're funny. I, mean, I had said this and this. No, it was funny and this. And I'm like, okay. And then, then there's no more anxiety. I've done it enough times that it takes a real nasty incident for me to really dwell on it and then reach out to that person. So the the idea is is to stop getting stuck in that negative feedback loop where I fucked up, I'm a fucking po- terrible person, da, 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 because a terrible person would wake up and feel right as rain 
and not give a shit about what they may or may not have said the day before or the night before or whether they were drinking or not. Sure, it doesn't matter. But it doesn't. That's a. It's it, just because I reflect on it doesn't mean I didn't do the wrong thing or say just the because wrong you did thing. just because you did the wrong thing doesn't make you a bad person. Continuing to do the wrong thing once you realize it's a wrong thing makes somebody a well, bad person. I'm gonna have to talk to the crew tomorrow and say I this probably come. You guys know that I'm losing it, and I'm gonna you know there's a lot of different things going on right now that are got me under pressure at the moment. They just do right. You know, I'll give you another. Well, you're a you're a business owner of a, a really big, uh, not a big company when it comes to people, but that you do a lot of money. And there's well, a lot of responsibility. And a lot of responsibility and there, with yeah. that. And I've got these other extracurricular activities going on now that are pulling me away Which I was going to tell you that you need to maybe pull back on that shit. End and, of and May, I'm done I've, for a while. I've been telling you that for years. I understand. So, yeah, was first it was the airport authority nonsense, and now I'm, I've dove, dived in. You know, heavily with Dave. King, I think it's Dave. Dave in. You've Dave in Kingman Main Street heavily, and and this project has gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. But anyway, let me, let me tell you how far the guilt stuff goes back. I like this morning. I think or two days ago, I was taking a shower, and I'm thinking, oh god. And you're gonna laugh at this, but it's torturous for some reason. Okay, and I don't mind you laughing because this kind of it's stupidly stupid. So when I wow. was in sixth grade, the, both the adverb and the adjective, un, <laughs> incredible. Okay, you yeah, fuck you, you fucking fuck, fuck like you, the, you fucking the fuck. T-shirts you can see and fi- buy in uh, New Orleans. Now those are Spen- funny shirts or, or Spencer's gifts. Are you right? Yes. Fuck you, you fucking fuck. Um, sixth grade. Oh God. Okay. Mister Denson's class, who was a vice principal. Is this Texas? Texas. Yes. He's a dick. Te- guaranteed. Yeah. Well, it wasn't him, but anybody, I remember anyway. that was a class. Yeah. And there was a girl in there who was cute that I kind of liked. And people were starting to go steady in things like this. Yeah. Hey, you want to go steady? Stupid. Sixth grade, just stupid. Yeah. Right? Just dumb stuff. So we were kind of hanging out some. I knew it, I knew where she lived. Oh, God. Sounds like, oh, I know where you live. You know, stalker. She was kind of on the way to walk You had home. to know where people lived back then because chances are you couldn't use a phone because mom was on right. it. It's a different time back yeah, then, Yeah, you couldn't people. text anybody. you just drive over there. We walked at the same, the, same, the same roads home. You know, she was... A little sooner than I was. My house is two blocks further on. Anyway. This is a relationship her, of convenience. I think her name was Lynette. Ooh. I should remember this. Dark hair. That's where my dark hair fetish comes from, right? Probably dark hair and dark it's eyes. It's not a fetish, okay? <laughs> Whatever it is. You don't want her preference. to choke, you, don't want her to choke you with her fetish, dark it's hair. It's not a preference. Oh, it's, it's like, a, yeah, it's like a ball gag and leather. To, it's not It's not a It's yeah. not a fetish. It's a preference. It's, I prefer ball gags I, and... I, <laughs> It's no, not a fetish means it sexually excites you. Just a now, most people don't get sexually excited about brown hair. Well, well, whatever. It's just something you like to look then at. And that's your problem. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> All right. Um, I personally prefer uh, brunettes, but anyway. Right. So, uh, yeah, it's a preference, not a fetish. So someone says, oh, you got a foot fetish? No, it's a foot preference. No, no. but here's the thing. No, it's like I, I prefer feet. Do you prefer feet <laughs> right. over her having hair? No. Ha- no, but do you, hair? do you yeah. look at feet and touch yourself? That's kind of a fetish. No, I don't really do that. Do but you want I, to get foot get a foot job? That's kind of a fetish. I mean, I would. If you pay money on OnlyFans to see people's feet, that's probably no, a I foot fetish. I've not done that. Right. Anyway. Okay. So brown hair. So and people are asking people to go study in that kind of crap. So whatever. I, I thought it'd be the thing to do. I remember being there and some task we were doing, some art project or something in a group of four or five or six, and asking her to go study, and she said yes. Probably gave her some kind of a ring and a bracelet or something like that. Oh, isn't that cute? Well, then after that, we didn't really hang out much. I was kind of a chicken shit at sixth grade. Didn't know what to do or how to behave. Or you didn't even walk to... her home. I think we did, but that was about it. Never really, never really went past that. Dude, that's that's a hardcore committed relationship in sixth grade is walking the girl home. 
Okay, whatever. 100%. Because I, you guys lived in the same neighborhood. I had the same kind of relationship right. in sixth grade. But I remember. But her name was Casey Black, and she's now married to Ron DeSantis. I saw Boom. It. Sorry, I had to throw and that out. And look what happened to Ron DeSantis. Yeah, look, look what happened to Ron DeSantis. And look you turned that guy into a shitbag. Dodged a real bullet there, now didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> she could have made you governor. That would have been her. She could have made him, you know what I mean, just by yeah. being around him and I, I, I casting just, a spell on him. I have to say him. this, because I've talked about her on this podcast before. I did read the other day that she is uh, in remission. Because remember, oh, she was diagnosed with breast cancer. Yeah. And I was defending Ron DeSantis, like not showing himself in public for like a week and a half. And it was right. when she began treatment. Right. So that's what I've heard is that, that she, uh, that's what the CNN reported, that she's in remission. So that's right. good. Anyway. So then after a couple of months of not really paying attention to her, like I should, at least some, you know, it was just really awkward. And I wasn't doing the right thing. I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, I just wanted to be going steady with someone because I guess everybody was kind of yeah. doing it. Of course. And then I remember at some point breaking up with her. <laughs> You know, like two months later or three months later or some kind of time period. And I felt like a total ass. Because you broke up with her. Because, yeah, I, I didn't I didn't behave correctly during the relationship at all. And then I broke up with her and made her sad. And I, so now I am shampooing my short hair now that I buzzed my hair off two mornings ago. And I'm that just all of a sudden came up. Oh, Paul, remember when you were a shithead and you asked Lynette to go steady with you? And then you <laughs> broke up with her God. and she was sad. Well, you're a real dick. I'm serious. These kind of thoughts are starting to dominate me now. Okay. Okay. What the fuck is wrong? I hate using the phrase, but let's unpack some of that. I, we don't um, need to analyze it, but... Why not? You're the one who overanalyzes fucking everything. You're going to tell me not to analyze okay. something? Okay, fine. If you want... That's not what I brought. I just brought... This, this is in... These things are is, in my head. But this is a good... This is a good jumping off point to talk about what are, what are called intrusive thoughts, and that comes with a lot of different different types of mental health. Whether it's a, a um, uh, you know, things that are acute or chronic. In your case, it might just be more acute on a long timeline. Meaning, this happens from time to time with you, where you get stuck in a negative feedback loop, and that some people react to pressure in different ways. As pressure mounts on you, you get more, you those more and more intrusive thoughts, and you get uh, stuck on certain things. You get stuck in a again a, a negative feedback loop or just a feedback. Well, loop. I need a tool in my toolbox. Too bad my therapist is dead. You know, to 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 correct that, to somehow arrest it or figure out what it is. Maybe maybe like you just said, maybe it's just because of stress it's causing that. So that's what you got to figure out. Maybe go for a run in the evenings for a mile or two, and then to really get some endorphins that, going. That would be something. Something I would, like that. That would be something I would suggest. I would also suggest a little bit of mindful meditation. Sure. For sure, like directed. I would also suggest getting the fuck off the internet for at least half the day. Okay. Cut it. No, I mean cut it, cut your internet use in half. Especially social media, because you're okay. all over it all the time, all day. Well, yes, you know, all day. You, yes, yes, hundred percent. Because I see it. I see comments everywhere. Right. Because you and I are close friends on Facebook. The sure. algorithm shows me that stuff. No, it's so true. No, no. I, I getting, got it. What I'm saying, I don't sit around all. I do all kinds of shit. I I'll go, know, boom. I'll I, comment on that guy, and then let, let it sit for a little. I, while. I get it. But why right. would you let the things in your day cloud your judgment? I know. I know. You know what I mean? And that's like a that's, problem with the social. We I, we know it's that a huge problem with social we, media. We know it's there. We know it does exist. And the pro it's just like uh, social media is just like any kind of any other substance. Right. Because if you don't think social media is addictive, just as addictive as other things and uh, like physical substances, you're fucking crazy and you're addicted to Facebook. Right. Um, so you uh, is, you know, with any sort of addiction, as soon as it becomes a problem for your life and your people around you. That's when it's a, that's when the addiction's a problem. That's the true line, the defining line. This is fr coming from a couple friends of ours, you right. know, that are at, that are addicts that know. They said there's a f there's a the dividing line between um, addiction and use or use and abuse 
is when it starts affecting people in your life, including we, we yourself. Have because of the conversation we had before we went turn the mics on, there are because of social media and all this division we've got going on. It's it's hard for me not to think about that when I when meet, you're talking to people that I you talk now to know that I know with their complete in my view complete fucked up opinion right on certain like stuff. completely and totally uneducated and just letting media tell them what to do right so or what to think so anyway i yeah. like and, and I, it's hard for me to give you any sort of mental health advice because i'm i'm usually the one coming to you or you reach out to me but um like you're dwelling on shit that you can't change yeah, it's odd that and I, that's the hard thing because I know you're a logical person. You know you can't change those things. Like it's not like you were drunk and treated uh, what is her name, Lynette. You you weren't drunk in sixth grade and treated Lynette poorly, and now you need to go back and make amends. Like right. uh, step seven or whatever it is in the twelve step program. You're not trying to go back and make amends and let them know, hey, I'm working on myself and I was not right and what I did to you was wrong and I apologize. I hope you accept my apology, but if you don't, that's okay too, and I'll move on. You don't even need to do that. She she may or may not remember that. Now, is there a chance that she does remember it? Maybe. But her perception might be completely different than yours because you just are carrying around this guilt. Right. You're also talking about the same era where your uh, your parents started fighting and eventually split up and divorced. Uh, so close. you're also looking at it in yeah. that lens. Like, that's not good. And then on the, uh, the verge of puberty, dude, testosterone running through your veins in any sort of like, it, like 10 times the normal amount of like a grown adult – that amount of testosterone clouds everything. There's right. so many things from my past that I thought I remembered a certain way, and then I talked to people that were there that were a little more clear-headed. They're like, what? And they're like, that's not what happened at all. This and this and this and this. And I'm like, fucking really? I always thought I did this and this and this. And they're like, no, that's not what happened. So, you know. Well, you you need people, though, that you, for sure, I'm not saying you, you can't, but you do need people that will tell you the truth. Of course. Your capital T truth and not say something just to make you feel better. Correct. You know, and yeah. I, I would rather have a friend that tells me to knock that off. You know, you you know, dude, you got to f- do th- whatever it is. If you yeah. do, if you do something wrong to somebody, go. I I need friends that'll say, don't do that. Yeah, you know, that's exactly. not right. Yeah, you know, yeah, we not, all not do. Like, oh yeah, it wasn't right, but you'll be okay. I don't want that. Narcissists surround, them, surround themselves with people that won't tell them, uh, that that will that refuse to tell them. Excuse me. Narcissists surround themselves with people that tell them what they want to hear. Right. Because that's what they do. You're not that kind of person. I'm not that kind of person because I know that I can't grow and change as a human without somebody telling me, hey, stop knocking the fuck off. It's just odd to me, I guess, that the, with the stress is going up, these these things are creeping well, in. The in cool the thing about very you, distant past, I'm going, what the fuck is that in my head? For? I will say this, though, Paul. A lot of people, when they get stressed and have a lot of pressure on them, they just they turn to substances, and you're not even doing that. No, so that's a, that's a good thing. Um, but that's probably also why I made that mistake Thursday when yeah, I, when I clean those pumps. It's like I've never done that. You like, have, what the fuck is wrong with me? And I told my crew, I said, I am at the edge here. I am losing shit. You have all this white noise going on in the background of your head that is just completely meaningless and not necessary, and it clouds your judgment. It happens to me all the time. All right. It happened to me yesterday morning. I had a really kind of fucked up weekend that by Sunday afternoon... Actually, it started early Sunday morning when I woke up. It was just, it was, I can't even describe to you how, what, okay, here's what it was. Saturday evening, like Friday evening was, there was, I got a phone call from uh, somebody in Tucson that was reaching out to me, uh, and it was a friend of Tyson's, and it was a guy that I met, and it was, have you ever, I told you about the, it was one of his friends that worked in an ER, that they worked together in ER Mm -hmm. in uh, Tucson, and he's an ER doc. 
a lot like you, single guy, never married, plenty of money, just buys stuff. Big, and when he, like gargantuan skull. Huge fucking cock, too. I mean, oh, just, okay. wow. I didn't, wasn't going to say cock. It's but, like yeah. a grown man's arm. <laughs> like, it's incredible. No. So he has a Bentley Continental GT. That's his daily driver. <laughs> oh my God. But it's not like a, it wasn't like a brand new one. Like, I think right. it was like an 04, and I met him in like 2012. Which means it took a huge hit on depreciation. Like, of, he, of he got it dirt cheap compared to He did, to and it was, a, it, was a, it was a car that he always wanted, and then he, now he can afford it. And it was, mm-hmm. it was, it's still, I mean, Bentleys are expensive, but they're not, they're not Lamborghini expensive. No. And that Continental GT, it's the, it's the fastest luxury car on earth, except for like the Bugatti Veyron and the Chiron. Right. Like, it's there, and it's the, it's also, I told you this before, the nicest interior I've ever sat in, uh, is your aircraft. It's not that nice. It's comfortable and it's nice. It's quality thick leather. It's almost like saddle right, leather. The leather is decent, but uh, anyway, go ahead. But and then the the Bentley, the Bentley Continental GT that's like it was like driving a couch that's really fucking fast. Right. Anyway, I get a phone call from Tucson and I always get worried about a phone call from five two zero like that area code because that's where Porsche lives and uh, like that's you know every parent's worst fucking nightmare is getting a phone call from somebody at a hospital going, hey, there's something wrong with your kid. So I answer it, hello? Uh, hi, this, I'm not going to say his name. Hi, this is uh, Dr. So-and-so. And I'm like, and I still had this pang of fear, but I recognized the name. And I was like, yes, what can I do for you? This is, 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 is this Joe Fellers? I said, yes, it is. He goes, uh, I, I, I don't know if you remember me, but I'm, I was Tyson Brown's friends. Uh, we, you know, I worked out. I'm like, oh, shit, Doc, how's it going? And then I started talking to him. And he had found some of his stuff that had gotten left behind because he, Tyson stored like a box of shit at his house when Tyson moved away right. from Tucson and then just forgot to get it. Like, I remember the conversation to us driving back from Tucson and he said, I fucking like we got to like central Phoenix and he realized he forgot the the box of his shit. So he asked me where he could send it. And I said, well, you can send it to me. And, you know, I gave him my address. So that kind of threw me into th- eh, just kind of sucked. That was well, that, of course that, it did. Yeah, that well because you start like and you know it's like you start thinking about shit and I miss that guy and and it's coming up on like nine years and but whatever that I'm able to let that go. I've worked on that. I've worked through that whole thing uh, to a certain degree, but it still kind of bumped me out. Well, yeah, it's that's some shit that you just don't fucking forget. You, you kind of don't walk away from it completely. You no. always kind of carry like a li- it's like a little tiny monkey on your back. Like, it doesn't really that, bother you except sometimes. Well, but it 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 changed. Your life and, and a bunch of people's lives, obviously. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's so, not going back. Um. And I, I would, and I would say, out of everybody, I was probably the least affected by it, and and it still affects me. You know, not on a daily basis. Like it's not, not that bad. But it, you know, times like that, like as somebody who I, I honestly had no idea how to get a hold of him. Sure. I couldn't even remember his last name. Yeah. So it would that was cool. So now we're in touch, and, and he's a cool guy. Next time I'm in Tucson, he invites me to say, hey, we should go hang out and go out to dinner. You can drive the Bentley again. And I'm like, sounds good. Mm-hmm. And I was like, can we pick up my daughter in the Bentley? And he's like, yeah, yeah, let's do that. I'm like, yeah, that'll be impressive. And I said, we'll make her boyfriend drive us around. Sorry, <laughs> Daniel. Uh, which, Dan, I don't think Dan would have a problem. He wants Probably to, not. Drive to drive a, a, a Bentley. to drive a fucking Bentley. Yeah. So uh, that was Friday. Then Saturday, you know, I go in and I open up uh, Blackbridge and do this. And I'm like tra- kind of training a new person, just kind of showing her the nuts and bolts. And um, I get off work at like 4, go home, change. And I decide, you know, I'm going to go back and enjoy some of the sunshine while it's still up. Because that's one of the things I – the tragedy of a beautiful Saturday afternoon. For you, In like yeah. March. For me is it yeah. when I – because I'm bartending. Yes. And that always sucks, especially this time of year as so we get so few of those days. Right. That – that by the time I get home, change and come back, and I want to have like one beer in the sun, the sun's gone. It's, it's getting fucking cold. Su- yeah, it's already starting to get cold. Anyway, 
I come back and I'm sitting there hanging out with some guys and uh, that I had met. I'd met them a month prior. They're they're in a band. They want to play Blackbridge. We're just talking music and all that. And this woman walks up, who I recognized, but I couldn't figure out at first like who she was. And she came over. She knew the guys at the table, and she sat down. She was drunk. She was she wasn't like hammered hammered drunk, but she was uh, she was intoxicated enough to where she was a little sloppy. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "You're Joe Fellers, aren't you?" And I'm like, "I am." Um, do I know you? And she's like, yep, we met at Tyson's funeral. And, I, and then I remembered exactly who she was. Great. And for 90 minutes, yeah. all she wanted to do was talk about our dead friend. Nice. Yeah. Now, I finally had to end the conversation with, look, I I get that you lost a guy that you went to high school with and you were in, you know, drama club for two years with and all that stuff. But, like, it was my best friend. And I saw the mess. Mm-hmm. I didn't just lose a friend. I lost a bit of my humanity that day. And talking about it for 90 minutes with some drunk woman that I really don't know really has fucked my evening. So either you're leaving or I'm leaving. And I stood up and she's like, well, I'm sorry. Completely unapologetic. I'm like, no, I'm truly sorry. Gentlemen, have a good night. It was nice chatting with you again. And then left. And that I I was thinking, I'm just going to go home and go to bed. And I woke up in the morning feeling even worse than I did that night. And I just couldn't stop thinking about it. Couldn't stop thinking about it. Couldn't stop thinking about it. Going to Safeway, picking up, you know, olives and orange juice for Blackbridge. About how you handled it, you mean? About how, no, no, I don't give a fuck how I handled it. I think I handled it properly because she needed to know. Well, I have a comment on that, but not going to bash you, but I have a comment on it. Well, I you know I could have been I could have been maybe nicer to her, but I, I or tried, earlier on I was going to say like when I, she started going like give her ten minutes say that's really all I want to talk I, about. I like, but she friend. wouldn't, and then the other guys at the table were like, oh man, I remember Tyson did, and then they oh, so like it was you know what I mean. Things. It was one of those things, but she was the Never one mind. that just wouldn't let it go. Every time I tried to change the subject back to music that we were talking about with these sure. guys and their band, their new band, and, and she just kept reining it in and reining it in and bringing it back to that, and I'm like, god damn it, she's like an intrusive thought in a human. They just mm-hmm. wouldn't stop. And I finally just had to like it, that. And that's why because I, I tried to change the subject seven or eight times easily mm-hmm. and it just didn't happen. But the shitty thing was that I woke up on. I didn't get the normal like go to sleep, wake up and reboot. I still had that shit in my head. Mm-hmm. Walking around at Safeway, forgetting things, walked, bought stuff, walked out of Safeway, walked back, had to walk back in because I forgot, you know, the reason I went there to get stuff was like things for Blackbridge for like mimosas and whatnot. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Then I left Safeway, and I shit you not, Paul, I don't know why. This is how weird our brains are. I didn't drive downtown to where I live now. I drove to Wallach Ranch, where I <laughs> used to live, where Tyson died. Yeah. That's, that's fucked that, up. That's fucked up. And that's yeah. when I just sat there, like, on the side of Gordon, or on Kino for half a second, and I'm like, all right, I got to get my shit together, because I need to go to Blackbridge and help, you know, train and whatnot. And I did, and then it just wouldn't go away. And it wouldn't go wow. away. And I was like, I need to fucking. So I didn't want to be around anybody. So I got a black to Blackbridge at 945 in the morning on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Sat there all day long, sipped on like three beers. And because you know eight, that no one's nine be hours there at that point. Well, I no, no, no. I needed to be there to observe the the two new people oh, that, that were training. I'm just sorry. Make, okay. Just to be there just to help them out. They had they pretty much had it down. But there's little things that you can't teach to because there's a thousand things that could go wrong with craft beer. Sure. So I sat there all day long. When it was time to close, I helped them close the place down. I said, don't worry, I'll lock up the front door. And I stayed there until 11 o'clock at night because I knew I didn't want to go home and talk to anybody. I knew I wasn't ready to go and lay, go to bed at 6 o'clock at night. But I needed to not be around people for a little bit to, like, unplug completely. 
then finally yesterday morning, you know, Monday morning, it was better. You know, it was a lot better. And, you know, I got, you know, text from, you know, uh, you get a, a text from somebody who's like, hey, you know, I didn't hear from you much like all weekend. Are you OK? And I'm like, I had a really rough weekend and I just kind of glossed over some of the details. And she's like, yeah, I I don't know what I would have done. I, I honestly she's like, I would have reacted way worse than you did towards because I did express some regret in how I spoke to that woman because I don't know her very well. But I. I have very little tolerance to drunks that don't take suggestion because not highly unsuggestible drunks are the ones that usually fight people. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Suggestible ones are the ones you can talk down or you can change the subject and they just kind of forgot about what they're talking Plus, about. Plus, they, they get to dominate the, the, the scenario or the conversation. Which is exactly whatever. what she was doing. Yeah. And, and it I'm sucks. just, yeah. it really sucked. It just kind of ruins things. And, and the unfortunate thing is, is that I, that's my thing. I don't know how to keep other people's energy from ruining my shit. That's why I usually try and shut people down in the beginning. But you know what? She's also talking about her dead friend. Right. You know, I just wasn't in the headspace to be doing that. And I was definitely not expecting that. I got to talk about one of my dead friends on Saturday, too. Yay. Um, you saw those photographs. I saw, you know, it was George course, and Andrew. Yeah. So one of our good friends was uh, uh, Ron Schneiderman, a Jewish guy who was a really good friend of mine. Uh, and, and he was one of our gang, one of our four or five gang. Okay. Well, after I moved here, within a couple years after I moved here, he apparently went home for a lunch break he and his wife were a successful couple i think they just had a kid i believe or she was pregnant god that's that's what even more, even more dramatic but he went home for lunch or something like that and then she called his office like a couple hours later to ask him something you know hey what are we gonna have for dinner something like that he didn't answer his phone and she called the front office whatever the heck it is now ron didn't come back from lunch oh really so she called the house and he didn't answer his cell phone didn't answer. What the hell's going on? So she goes back to their house. Well, he's had some kind of an an annual, or he passed out or something. He was on the ground. It was alive. They called an ambulance. He had some kind of tumor that they didn't know about. He had oh, shit. Some kind of a brain thing was, I guess, in the hospital for it. And I forgot, George reminded me, because it was, he called me up because his son was having a birthday party that he was going to with his, George's son. They're about the same age. Mm-hmm. And because he, he called me when I was going downtown on Saturday to, to pick up a clusterfuck of a situation, maps that we have going. And he brought all this up, and I forgot about, I hadn't thought about Ron in a while. Went, oh, God, that was terrible, and I forgot, and I couldn't because it was, I think my father was sick at the time or something like and I couldn't get back there to go to the funeral and, and he pat, you know, whatever. I missed all that shit, and I just, I, I started thinking about some of the better times with him that we had in, in Atlanta. I went, oh, I remember this, and then I, got, I really, I'm really, and then George did too, and, you know, you could tell he didn't want to talk about it anymore, you know, at some point. Yeah. And that was, I was, I wasn't drunk at all, but I hadn't thought about him in a while. Well, George, George's son and Ron's son go to the same school, so he gets to think about it all the time. Right. Whereas I really, I don't, I don't live there anymore, and, and I hadn't thought about him in You're a while. You're displaced from it a bit. Right. You, so you then really I, are. So I start yeah. bringing it up, and George is like, yeah, okay, cool, whatever. I said, I'm sorry, George. I haven't, I haven't thought about Ron in a little while, and I just... You know, you're bringing it up and all this stuff, and so that's cool. I mean, he's a very good. George's a very good friend of mine, so it wasn't like he's angry. He at wasn't me or, pissed at you. He was no. just like, okay, well, that's like, well. The the other thing too is like, all right, folks. I know we get deep on this podcast sometimes, and people are like, well, we started off talking about resin pumps and just ended up at fucking suicide. The, but no, this is the last half of the show. Is yeah, I know, I know that. But yeah. like, well, the and the reason we do this stuff for me is two reasons. One. Talking about mental health is in it's imperative for the survival of most people. Sure. 
there's a reason why men commit suicide at a rate like five times more than women. And that's because we're raised from an early age for generations to don't talk about your feelings. Crying is for pussies, like things like that. I don't believe in that shit. And anybody who has a problem with that can go fuck themselves because they're going to die sooner. Right. Or they're going to have a miserable fucking life where they don't open up about things. Right. So that's the first reason why we talk about this shit. The second reason for me that we talk about this kind of stuff is that, um, I don't remember who said it. It might have been Ben Franklin that we die. Uh, people die twice. Or Kanye was it? Kanye? It was probably not Kanye. Thank you for just derailing a serious thing by Sorry. bringing up Ben that Franklin said fucking piss ant. Sorry. Um, Kanye. Uh, <laughs> God damn it! Now you've got you, you, you did this to me. You did this to me. Ben Franklin said. Ben Franklin. It might have been Ben Franklin said. Uh, people die twice, once when their heart stops and once when somebody says their name for the last time. Oh. And that's why we talk about people that are no longer with us. And that's mm-hmm. why or that's why I talk about people that are no longer with us mm-hmm. because it keeps that memory alive. Now, for you, you hadn't thought about your, your deceased friend. That friend and, in a while, And that yeah. friend in a long time because you're not back there. You don't see his kid. You don't see his wife. Same old stomping grounds. The old stomping grounds. You don't see. You don't have those memories. You don't have those memories to trigger you. That happens to me when, when I go back to Ohio. That's why every time I go back there, I go over to Riverside Cemetery, mm-hmm. and I find my my uh, grandma and grandpa Williamson, my mom's parents, their mm-hmm. uh, their plots, and my friends, you know, Ian mm-hmm. and Leslie. And amazingly enough, Ian and Leslie are in the same plot, or not same plot, but same area, like same section. And they both, Leslie died at, uh, Leslie and Ian both died at 16, both in car accidents. Mm-hmm. And... Um, those were f- good friends of mine, you know. Ian and I, hell, Portia, if she would have been a boy, would have been uh, Ian Joseph Fellers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, that's how good of friends we were, yeah. you know. And we were in Boy Scouts together. We were tent mates in scout camp for four years. I mean, hiked all over the fucking place with that guy. He's one of my best friends. And my mom was one of her best friends. That she, uh, It was his mom growing up. Right. So, anyway, we talk about these people so that we don't forget them. Right. And then you have... As you get older, and you're younger than I am, of course, but you know, people start, you know, at some point, you're going to, we're all going to die, but oh, yeah. people start dying off. You know, you, when yep. you're younger, it's less common, usually car accidents or suicides. That's kind of what it is, some kind of disease maybe, but then you get older, people start having little other problems, and they yep. start dying off. Then we lost William Hurt recently. Which I watched The Big Chill today, good by the you. way. That's Still good. such a good fucking movie. Oh, it's a great movie. And the soundtrack, I need to get The Big Chill, like... You know the soundtrack with the one of the best soundtracks probably could be ever. To me, it's probably it's it, it's up there with like the Forrest Gump soundtrack and yeah. Pulp Fiction, like where it's yep. just like every single song is amazing. But you know the Big Chill, there's two soundtracks. Nope, didn't know because that. they couldn't secure all the rights to the music to sell the soundtrack the, f- the first time around. Then the movie was a huge hit, mm-hmm. and then they put out a second version of it or a second uh, uh, second double LP. Okay. Because the original soundtrack is just a single LP, which I have, and I listen to it all the time. Mm-hmm. Just fantastic old, like a lot of old Motown and whatnot. Oh, yeah. Yep. And uh, But anyway, I noticed that today that, holy shit, I've only got about a third of the songs on the soundtrack that are actually in the movie. Hmm. But anyway, um, yeah, you lose, you as we get older, we, we you know, you you just, the the your peers, usually your peers are, you know, within a, a decade of, of your you know, your, uh, your own age. Right. And you start losing people. That's just a natural course of life is death. A normal thing we have, we, you know, this past couple of years, we, there's a lot of celebrities that, that left that yeah. we all know and love. Oh, yeah. 
uh, and then I think about some other friends that uh, that I don't have. And, you know, and I again, we're all getting older, but I'm thinking, and maybe that's maybe that's also triggering some of these things that I thought. God, as a human being, I've been on this earth for this many years, and there's, these are bad things, and I want to make sure it's okay, or I got to be okay with it, you know, as I get older, or to I've got to live with myself. Maybe that's part. I don't know. That could be. I mean, part of it. Yeah, maybe. All right, item number two of Eyes of March, and then I'll, then we can stop with this nonsense because okay. the first thing was the resin pumps, and we got off on this other bullshit. So you know we're doing this project downtown, this this Jim Hinckley self guided tour with a sculpture down t- statue yes. people sculpture statue statue whatever downtown by the railroad depot tech you know a qr code all this shit and part of it this the thing is building this plaza in this plaza we have the bricks that we've sold and unsold bricks that will s- sell over time people can have in gray for 125 bucks you can have a brick right there on route 66 at the hinkley plaza where the tour starts really a cool thing right so um there's key players that I've been in contact with since the beginning to ask because I'm a project person I want to know how long does it take how much time do you guys need to do whatever and one of the things is this there's only one or two people that make these laser etchable bricks in the whole country they're back east near Chicago well that's shocking right because Chicago has a lot of bricks around (laughs) yeah you know that's the way it is I think it's near where it is fine so about two months ago uh, called them up and said, you know, how much are the bricks? How, you know, how much do we need to order ahead of time? But said it's no problem. We always have inventory. Well, we're gonna need, you know, four thousand, whatever it is. Not a problem. We have fifteen thousand in stock right now. We're always making them. Not a problem. I said so. Generally, we could just call you up and we can, you can send the bricks out and we'll have them and we're ready to install. Yes. Now we're not engraving them at this point. This is just to get the bricks right. here. Fine. Called them about a month ago. They said, "Yep, not not a just you know we're getting closer. We see let you, let you guys know the prices have gone up like everything, so it's gone up twenty percent. Okay, fine. We have the money, not a problem. Call them up today, because we're just literally a couple weeks. I say we're really we're about to order like probably within like a week. Well, we got a problem. Oh, you do. Great. Well, we got four pallets of bricks at four hundred, so we've got about." 1900 bricks right now and that's it and the quarry that we get the clay out of to make all these bricks is under get this 14 feet of water right now oh shit we aren't getting any clay and we don't know when oh um (laughs) again keep in mind i've been pretty attentive contacted them a few months ago then a month ago Great, no problem. Yep, it costs wow. more, but no problem. And it's not and even it's not even a supply chain. I mean, well, yeah, it is kind of a but supply. But it's got nothing to do it's with the first link in the supply chain. Is the yeah, supply is the yeah Shit. the quarry? You know, twenty miles away from rainstorms or something. That's fucked up. I said, do man. they have any idea? Do they? Does it recede a foot a day? Does it? And the guys going, we we don't know. We don't know what they're going to do. How they're going to handle? They're going to pump it out. They're going to wait for it to dry. We have no idea. Fine, we'll take those two thousand bricks. We need about seven thousand, right? And then we'll figure it out. So we're going to be changing the plaza, not not for good, but we got to do some other. You know, that's just another thing <laughs> that happened. Not necessarily Ides of March. Yeah, it did happen today, but it's like another chunk of pressure on the thing that we're trying to do and resolve. Then the whole map thing downtown that got plopped into my lap because someone dropped the ball, decided to to quit the whole program. And then, so we said, fine, let's order them all. We got all straightened. Everything was straightened out. Ashley ordered the, works for me, ordered the maps. That's just to handle this. Order yeah. all this stuff. 
and gave them 600 bucks, whatever it was, and they ordered them all. They shipped them to Andrea Rose's. That's the address that we use for this kind of stuff. She finally took them to West of Third. Everybody's getting bored now. <laughs> yeah, West right. West of Third. And we hadn't looked at them yet. I said, I don't have time to look at them. Somebody, please, Beth, Sarah, and Sarah was going, she's got busy too, but she finally, I said, we got to look at these. We got to get them going. So she looks at them, and a third of them are all blurry. Like they're printed on this, they're like vinyl, but they're just, you can't even read the letters and like the it's numbers. A, like a like a like a low reser like a low resolution picture. Yeah, that's but been it's only up a little in, bit. it's only in areas. Like there's a oh this section over here is okay, but this is all blurry and fuzzy. It's a printing pro- something. The file is good because there are two other maps of the same size that look are crystal clear, but two of the ones that are on vinyl of the same size are not. Why a why they ship them out? You know, there's one, and now, so now that's, again, that's still my problem. That was not going to be my problem that I'm trying to solve right. with all this other shit that's going on. And Dylan goes, you need a vacation. So I need about six months gone out of here, and I'll be happy to listen to the ideas how you think I can do that. Right. Just let me know how you can think I can, I can pull that off. Great. Everybody's off for six months and no one gets paid? Sure. Sure. That's how I do can it. do it. <laughs> it ain't going to happen, obviously. You just need to go to Bali. So that's it. That's my Ides of March stories. Wow. Well, it puts things into perspective for me because I just had kind of a bad weekend, but I had a fantastic day. <laughs> Slept into the crack at 8.30, which oh, I don't, I never do. Speaking of March, Martin, we're almost in April. Yeah. You know what I'm asking? Yes. Is that moving forward? Yes. Okay. He's asking about making Oktoberfest beer. Proper Oktoberfest beer. Proper Oktoberfest beer to sell her until Not you know, in Black September. Ridge and until until the end of September for Oktoberfest. Or right. in Kingman, they do Oktoberfest in October because whatever. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, that's happening. It's okay. okay. Promise. So make sure. Yeah. So it's going to be actually, did you guys ever this before years ago? Or is this going to be the first time you've started this in March? Um, no, I'm sure it was started in March before. Okay. Because it was one of those we had, because Rotary Club, t- they suck dry a lot of Oktoberfest. Oh, yeah. A lot. When oh, yeah. they put on their Oktoberfest thing. They made a shitload of money last year for this event. Yes. So, yeah. I, uh, yes, it's, I, I think, believe, I believe it's been started that early before. Maybe later, but most likely it's been started that early. I don't, I don't know. I don't okay. care about the past. I'm sure. going forward. So make sure you were starting now for the yeah 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 don't worry about it thank you dad flavor. well you're welcome yes we're thinking forward now we're on you know we're on the podcast here I want you to put you on the spot you did and I, it's, uh, I appreciate it because <laughs> I had an answer for you good all right anything else for you Paul that's it I all think right. I'm uh, that's it for me what's going on at the cellar uh, door this week I anything? don't have a calendar for him okay and I, I I text them and I didn't get anything back okay so I'm sorry oh tomorrow Just, night is uh, what well, this actually drop, oh this no drop uh, tonight yes so t- so uh, tonight two, two places. <laughs> Yeah, tonight. We, there's going to be trivia at the cellar door in Kingman, Arizona on Wednesday the 16th. Mm-hmm. And at Blackbridge. So pick your... <laughs> so go to both. Win sure. one and go and lose at the other or vice versa. Or you go you and could play answer a both. question, then haul ass to across the street. You could if you to wanted do, to, like a traveling team. Yeah, this is like uh, Bo Jackson. You're playing baseball and football. Kind of. Or if you played these, a football game and a baseball game at the same time. There were a couple of race car drivers who did the same thing, too. Like they would they would race Indy and also stock car race. Yeah, oh, yeah. A.J. Foyt, uh, Ricciardi, uh, uh, Castro Nevis. And there's some guy did it with Formula One actually in Europe. Then he came by and did Indy or something like that. That, w- uh, that would be Al Unser Jr. and um, uh, Mario Andretti. The an- both Andrettis. So that's what it's like. You play downtown trivia tomorrow. Yes. 
<laughs> go to tonight. trivia tomorrow, the cellar door or Blackbridge or both. Figure it out. That would be tonight, though. Tonight. Yeah, tonight. Sorry. sorry yeah. Tonight, the 16th. Yeah. Right. Be All like right. race car drivers. All right. Be like race car drivers. Have a good night, folks. All right.